This, this is the Second Second Story Podcast. Welcome back to the Second Story Podcast. I'm Max Spitz. 2020 is coming to a close. It's become cliche at this point to discuss how um, unprecedented this past year has been, so I won't linger on that topic. To all who are listening, Happy New Year, and may 2021 make completing all those pesky resolutions as easy as possible. Now, join teller Jasmine Cardenas for a story about ringing in the new year in style, or at least thinking that's the plan and being quite surprised with the result. Recorded live at City Winery, Second Story is proud to present Feliz New Year. For years, as a teenager, midnight would strike And after I went around giving the obligatory hugs and kisses to my familia, wishing everyone a happy new year, the party in our home would take off in full swing. (laughs) My tias y tios dancing classic Colombian cumbias and musica tropical blaring from the speakers, while little kids ran around trying to avoid getting stepped on by someone's stilettos. After midnight, As soon as midnight struck, I would sit on the couch and send page after page on my purple pager to all my friends, wishing them a happy new year. And then when pagers turned to cell phones, I would go lock myself in the bathroom to wish all my friends a happy new year. And always, I'd hear back from my friends what they were doing. And always, they were out having a great old time, having a blast. One year, in my late teens, I went shopping with my girlfriends for their New Year's Eve outfits to prepare for their night out on the town with their boyfriends. Lancome makeup, Chanel perfume, sexy chokers, crazy cute heels. Oh, total fashionistas. They were ready in their cute outfits for their fancy night out dinner and dancing. And then when I got home, my mom was waiting for me so that we could go out shopping for our family New Year's Eve event. Mommy needs a hen to make for the sancocho. You see, she's going to make the Colombian stew, sancocho. So we jump into my mom's station wagon. The frigid wind scrapes my cheeks as we head towards that store that smells of poultry B.O., feathers, sweat, and caca. <laughs> Pushing open the heavy front, old front door, the noise inside the place is this mixture of squabbling and feather movement and beaks tapping at the cages and people placing and taking orders and the butchers wearing that disgusting white apron stained with blood. Ooh. I stand near the cages as my mom checks out the cages and the chickens, beaks, feathers, weight, scaly legs. Las gallinas are jumping all over each other, trying to avoid the big hairy hand of the butcher as he goes into the cage. He pulls one out. Feathers are flying everywhere and, 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 and it's making all this noise and he walks to the back. And then I hear a big whack. The butcher comes back with a headless fowl wraps it up into white paper, puts some tape on it, and out we go. While sitting in my mom's car, waiting for her to warm it up, I ask in the stillness of the cold, Mommy, 
can I go out for New Year's this year? Everyone's going out to this party and I never get to go out. Do you think I could go out for New Year's just this one time? Please? Jasmine. El año nuevo es un día de familia. Usted sabe que siempre estamos juntos. ¿Cómo le vas a hablar a la abuela si no estás en casa? Jasmine, New Year's Eve is a family holiday. We are always together. And how are you going to talk to your grandmother if you're not at home? You see, we always welcome the New Year's together. And so... At my house, when midnight strikes, everyone hugs and kisses around the room, and then one of my aunts runs off to dial the phone to Cali, Colombia. Everyone then takes turns walking up to the phone and speaking very loudly to mi familia in Colombia, and most importantly, to get the blessing from my abuela, my grandmother. All my life, I've pressed the phone hard to my ear to hear my abuelita. Nombre de Dios, abuela. In the name of God, abuela. And she always replies, Que la Dios me la bendiga. Que la Virgen me la acompañe y que mi Dios me la bendiga. May the Virgin be with you and may God bless you. It's tradition. And the phone call is happening at the same time as the living room is blaring with Spanish music and salsa and everyone's dancing to old cumbias. It's unheard of that I would not be at home for this very important conversation. So, the talk ends there. In a huff, I sink back into the cold passenger side of my mother's Oldsmobile, feeling sorry for myself. Every year was the same. I watched my older brother go through it, and then for years it was my turn. Your friends call, plans are made, everyone's going out, but you can't go. The night is spent sulking on the couch. You'd still have to help clean up the house, put the toys away, dust, vacuum, mop, go up to the attic, bring down the box with the streamers, the horns, the hats, the decorations, and then tape everything up. The doorbell would start ringing around 8 o'clock. That empty house would start filling up one familia at a time. The regulars, my aunts and uncles, my primos, my Uncle Didier, my Tia Yolanda, the Moreno family, and then any special guests from La Iglesia, our church, or school, or maybe a recent arrival to the country. Turning to the TV, though, you could see that our family tradition of being at home at midnight was not the tradición for everyone else. <sighs> Dick Clark, fancy dresses, sparkling jewelry, statuesque models saunter across the screen. And then a ball drops and a crowd explodes in excitement and gyrates the night away. When I hit 21, I was set on being out with the real New Year's Eve crowd. <laughs> you know, not in the bathroom calling my friends. I was home from college. And my girlfriends, Lisa and Ali, were home too. And they were ready for a good night out. We scored some tickets to a big New Year's Eve bash. I broke the news to my family, to my parents. We're in the kitchen. Mommy and papi are drinking cafe. I open up my mouth. But nothing comes out just like yesterday. My mouth is dry. I feel panic. 
this is the perfect time to tell them because they're calm and my brothers aren't home. <clears throat> I gulped down some raisins and blurred out, Mommy, Papi, Ali and I got some tickets to go off for New Year's Eve and I'm in college and I live away on campus at school and so I'm an adult now, so I think I'm old enough to go out on my own. My dad pipes up. El año nuevo es un día de familia, Yasmin. Y por allá solo hay borrachos. New Year's Eve is a family night. And out there, there's just a bunch of drunks. And then my mother. Y es muy peligroso por allá. And it's very dangerous out there. My mom and dad and I go back and forth for a little while about it. And then mommy looks at papi. They shake their heads. The tension in the room is stiff. Bueno, si quieres ir, if you want to go then. It was their way of giving in. <laughs> At the day draws near, I wish I could get a limousine, you know, so we could go to the party and pull up to the red carpet. I imagine cameras and reporters checking out our outfits. I envision designer gowns and long, sexy gloves walking into a crystal chandelier room with champagne flutes, crystal, getting checked out by semi-famous local celebs and flirting back, and then tasting hors d'oeuvres from penguin dress servers dancing to a big 14-piece band and hobnobbing with a different class of people. <laughs> Getting ready for the big night, I wear my semi-sheer, shimmery, black lace top with a peekaboo bra, sexy skirt, and delicious, gorgeous black heels. I curl my playful short hair, and I make sure my jewelry is shiny and fun. Lots of cubic zirconia, so I can catch the lights. The girls come to my house, and we leave together. Everyone is all dialed up. Walking out the front door, my aunt arrives. Visibly she upset, she says, Pero como se va a ir, Jasmine? What do you mean you're leaving, Jasmine? No vas a decirle a su mamita feliz año nuevo? You're not going to wish your grandmother a happy new year? I'll call her tomorrow. With my girlfriends and my black and silver boa, we head out of Roscoe Village. My old putt-putt is cold. Unfortunately, my heater is broken, so obviously a limo ride is out of the budget. Arriving... The Hyatt O'Hare Hotel. There are tons of people dressed up. <laughs> we didn't get the more expensive tickets with dinner. <laughs> so we're arriving after dinner for hors d'oeuvres, desserts, beer, wine, you know, fancy music, the pate. Ooh, hungry, we see the food table. We rush up. the offerings had all been picked over. Ice with empty beds of lettuce were something 
potentially delicious one sat. Broken pieces of bruschetta, some rolls. I scrape out some dip. But sitting at our high top, listening to Frank Sinatra classics, I'm drinking my amaretto stone sour and <laughs> checking out the crowd. Strange array of clothing choices. Flower dresses for church on Sunday? And then leather outfits from the alley? <laughs> and everything in between. It kind of reminds me of a high school party in a gymnasium. You know when people group together in corners? The acne-faced nervous Nellies? The cool cats from the burbs, the loud lycra dressed crew, and the divorced mid-30, 40 crew. I noticed that among the older women, there are these men swerving in and out, in and out, trying to make their moves like salesmen trying to pitch a product. And then the music changes to more techno-style beats, so the younger crowd, we invade the dance floor. Shaking our tail feathers, we keep our eyes peeled for the hotties. But none pop out. Unfortunately, the DJ sucks, the crowd is eh, and the pariah of old men that reek of too much alcohol has reached us. Un, dos, tres. Ricky Martin's living la vida loca, la, la, la. Un, dos, tres. Ooh, it's the first Latino song of the night, and so I am dying to dance. So I say yes to the one guy who didn't seem like that old or scuzzy. The girls give me that, are you sure you want to do that look? And I say, come on, I'm going out. He clearly has no rhythm because he strikes the matador pose and does a lot of clapping and spinning me around in circles around him. Oh, he spins me and spins me into his arms and then grabs me close. His bad breath is hot on my face and I push back away from him and get totally Latina on his ass. He doesn't have a chance. My hips are moving at a speed that he hasn't known since his youth. And I bust out my flamenco moves and my arms. My fingers are moving around. And whoo, that song ends. And I fly out of there relieved. The girls are cracking up. <laughs> Smooth moves, Jazz. Yeah, he's a keeper. We decide to dance only together. As the night gets closer, the hour draws closer to midnight. The music picks up in intensity. But the DJ sucks and he keeps missing off the rhythm. And then the countdown starts. Ten, nine, eight. The TV screens flicker with other Chicago parties and I wave my boa. Hey, three. Drunk people around me start shoving. Some tall, sweaty guy gives me a bear hug and practically shoves my face in his armpit. Lisa's arms fly up to her chest to, to protect herself from the, some roaming hand that's trying to cop a feel. And I watch Ali ward off any invaders with the balloons. 
pushing them up around her, throwing himself around her frantically. We got off the dance floor. Standing in line for a drink. I'm wondering, really? This is it? At five foot twelve, Lisa is the most statuesque person in the room. And Ali's the best dressed person. I abandoned my familia for this? To get hidden by balding men? How did I end up in this ghetto version of a gala? Oh, hot flash of anger pulses through my body, landing in a hollow bed of disappointment in my gut. Let's go. We jump back into my icebox car. All three of us are starving. We should have gone to that Eddie and Jobo bash. <sighs> At least then we know what to expect. Driving back home, we figured the party would be dying out. But when we got there, all the lights were on and the windows are steamed up. Y la sonora tropicana was blaring out the speakers. <laughs> Walking up the front porch in the dead of winter, my mom's cocina, her kitchen greets my nose. I open the door. Bodies are twirling, sweating, feet moving to the sounds of timales y las congas. <laughs> my parents and my tias look at me. ¿Qué pasó? I can feel myself turning red. It was just a bunch of strangers. We're starving. En un dos por tres, my mom has plates of food in our hands. Mm, and we're digging into cuerito, salty, crunchy, toasted pigskin, meat, rice, y tostones, salty, fried plantains. Someone else passes out buñuelos y natilla, fried dough with a milky, thick, slightly cinnamony flavor. Slide down your throat, natilla. And then a chorus of joyful voices sing out, Cali. Lisa gets pulled out to the dance floor by my brother. Ali and I put down our plates of food and join the fun. This is always my favorite part of our parties. My familia forgets about the stresses of life and sweats it out. <laughs> Mommy and papi, ooh, jamming with their fancy foot and syncopation. That footwork is awesome. My tias showing off their new turns. People that I have known all my life, tangled up in the heat and the beat, sing out the words to their beloved songs of their bello país, Colombia! Woo! And then someone grabs me by my hand and twirls me around. <gasps> it's that one lady's cute son? <laughs> Total caleño! He's got that hip movement that harmonizes to la clave and that cute flirtatious dimpled smile. He knows it. <laughs> My heart races as I'm trying not to trip as he expertly twirls me around leading me in the dance room that is our living room. <laughs> Lisa's towering height brings me back to the present. <laughs> she yells out, 
know when you got salsa. Jazz, you were holding out, girl. <laughs> we bust out laughing. She's right. We should have never left. This story was curated by Molly Each and directed by Thrissa Hoditz with music and sound design by the Harold Washington Trio. The Second Story podcast is produced by Max Spitz. Second Story is located in the traditional homelands of the Council of the Three Fires, the Odawa, Ojibwe, and Potawatomi Nations. Our programming is made possible by the MacArthur Fund for Arts and Culture at the Richard H. Driehaus Foundation, the Gaylord and Dorothy Donnelly Foundation, Illinois Arts Council Agency, Innovation 80, the Lupo Family, Eric Rothstein and Gina Wamek, Athene Karras and Thomas Applegate, Jeffrey and Joan Goldwater, Katie and Peter Hauser, and many generous individuals like you. I'm Max Spitz, and this, this, this is, is the Second, Second Story Podcast.